In our continuing Back Up to Basics series on the Restore It All podcast, we're going to cover backup levels. I also have a really great scary story at the end about what happens when you don't understand it. Hope you enjoy the episode. You could restore it all. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restored All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And I have with me a guy that I'm hoping knows a little something about plumbing, Persona Maliandi. How's it going, Persona? I'm good, how's, Curtis. I'm, how's that I'm, YouTube? How's that YouTube? The, the YouTube <laughs> knowledge that you have, does it cover plumbing? Kind of, sort of. Unfortunately, it's not something I'm as familiar with, but <laughs> depends on what you're looking to do. Yeah, I got to replace. Tonight I got to replace a couple of valves, um, shut off valves. Um, one of them, I, one of them is on the, the. It's the one that goes behind my fridge, and in order to like, it's like I I can't easily. Tr- it's a, it's a what do you call it? It's the compression the threaded. Fitting? Oh, the no, it's one? not a compression fit. It's the it's a threaded pipe, and like. Uh, I really got to get in there and get a hold of the the upper part of the pipe uh, in order to hold that pipe still while I'm undoing it because my first attempts at it did not. I don't want to be cracking off a pipe up in the wall. Yeah, I was just going to say that's, yeah, the last thing you want to do. I was thinking for the shutoff, though, I'm assuming you took the handle off. The handle? To give you more space it, for the shot? No, there's no handle. It's just, I mean, the handle's like integrated. It's really small. Okay. It's not a space problem. It's just, okay. uh, it's, um, I'm, you know. Or they also say bad. heat. Yeah. Give it a little so heat. when I saw my, oh, so when we had our water heater replaced, I was watching. Because I'm always curious to see what people do. And our right. pipes were really, really bad and old. Because the uh-huh. last time our water heater was replaced was like 15 yeah. years ago. And so the guy's like, you just heat it up really, really hot, and then you tighten it first to break the stuff off, and then you loosen it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll see. I'll take a look at that. Yeah. Uh, so he took like an acetylene torch or a butane torch, yeah. and then he heated yeah. up nice and hot, and then he tightened it yeah, just a little. But you know what? I'm not going to be able to do that. You know why? There's this little oh, plastic drywall around it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't do Worse that. Worse than drywall. Yeah. Um. So, hey, we're going to talk about, uh, we're, you know, in our continuing um, Back Up to Basics series, you know, we talked about, like recently, we talked about the difference between backup and archive. In a previous episode, we talked about protecting your backup data. Mm-hmm. This one, um, you know, this one is, um, it's about backup levels, Right. And, you know, it's honestly, I'll just say this isn't the most exciting topic. <laughs> um, and maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll make it a short episode. If it's not interesting, you know, we're not going to make, we're not going to make a long episode because this isn't going to be one that's going to be uh, littered with stuff about cyber attacks and things yeah. like that. Backup this levels. Is just really is, straightforward. Really straightforward. Yeah. 
Uh, I do want to help for people that sometimes struggle with the different types of backups. Um, I want them to help them understand. I'd say that, you know, if you just go and I'll, I'll throw out our usual disclaimer, Prasanna and I work for different companies. I work for Druva. He works for Zoom. And the this is an independent podcast. It's not theirs. And it's uh, the opinions that you hear are ours. Uh, be sure to rate us. Uh, go to your favorite um, podcatcher and uh, scroll down to wherever they got the stars and give us all the stars. And the best thing is if you give us a comment. Those are always nice, especially on Apple Podcasts, which is the the primary way that people listen to us over here. And um, also, if you want to join the conversation, I am W Curtis Preston at Gmail and also WC Preston for now on Twitter. I don't know what's Do you have a Mastodon. Twitter, I don't have a Mastodon account. Uh, I am interested in that. Uh, we'll see if, I don't know if the average person can, uh, can, I don't think so. From what everything I've heard. Yeah. It took me a minute, right? Twitter, you know, you sign up for an account, you're done, right? Here, it's like, well, what community do you want to attach? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so complicated. I don't want to know what community, <laughs> you know. Um, we'll see. But uh, anyway, at WC Preston on Twitter. Maybe I should sign up for my at WC Preston on Mastodon. Make sure I get that. I think you were throwing out the disclaimer, though, because for this chapter, if people want to actually read the chapter and understand all these terms, Right, Druva is offering a free ebook version. It, I, you know, that wasn't why I was saying it, but we'll, <laughs> we'll do that. So we are discussing my book, Modern Data Protection. There's a picture of it with the little armadillo for those of you watching on the video version on BackupCentral.com. And uh, you can get a free ebook copy of it by going to druva.com slash ebook. That's D-R-U-V-A dot com slash ebook. And um, while supplies last or while the contract lasts. So, you know, this, this, this episode Don't will doubt for a long time. If, if you go there and it's not there, it's not my fault. So uh, first off, you know, again, this is pretty basic, but, you know, you should know what a full backup is. Obviously, that's it, it backs up everything, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, well, not typically. You always have to do a full backup before you can do any, any kind of incremental backup. That's the That's the next type. The there are amazingly a handful of different types of the traditional incremental backup. But right? before you get to incremental, so yeah, even for fulls, uh-huh. are there different types of fulls? Well, there's not different levels for fulls, but there are different ways that fulls get done, right? Like you. Like we could be doing a file system backup or we mm-hmm. could be doing a block level backup. But either way, you're still backing up all the things. Everything. All the bytes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and it's, it's, the full is the thing that puts the most amount of, of stress on the thing being backed up, right? Mm-hmm. The, this is why we try to limit them whenever possible. And this is why this is why backups broke when VMware took off, because everybody was just doing full and incremental backups and they weren't coordinating them. And, you know, it was just, you, you know, a lot of resources ba- being used. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And um, if you do if you do a nightly full backup or let's say the weekend full backup and you do them all on Friday night and you've got 20 different physical servers, uh, no big deal. But if you do 20 full backups 
on 20 VMs that are all on one physical server. <laughs> this is a problem, right? Um, so I've got a couple of different types here. There's the, the typical incremental backup, which is it basically, it backs up everything since the last backup of whatever kind. And typically what, what you do, and this is with backups that have levels, you do a full backup, then you do a series of incremental backups, and then you do another full backup, right? That's the, yep. that's the sort of the typical way. There is something called a cumulative incremental backup. Um, I prefer that to the term differential backup, and I can talk about that in a minute. But a cumulative incremental backup is essentially just that. It backs up everything that has changed since the last full. Different, um, different products uh, do different things. Uh, the differential backup is a term that you see a lot in Windows. And um, I, 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 I don't use it because I find the term... Um, the, the because the, depending on where you ask, the term differential means different things, and different so I, things. I don't yeah. like it. Right. So I like the term cumulative incremental, even if your backup product doesn't use it. <coughs> Just learn Wait. what <clears throat> whatever they call it. What? Wait. So as far as I understand, it's you have the thing that's like full. Then so say I do a full on the weekend, mm -hmm. right? On Monday, I do uh, incremental, uh -huh. right? Which will be the differences for whatever happened between Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Right. Tuesday, I do yeah. another incremental. Yeah. Right. That'll be the differences between Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Right. And then Wednesday, I do another incremental. That's the difference between Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, for different yeah. uh, for cumulative incrementals, it's yeah. I did my still I'll do my Sunday full. Monday, I'll do my cumulative incremental or yeah incremental which will just be sunday to monday differences tuesday when i do the cumulative incremental it will be from sunday to tuesday correct and wednesday when i do a cumulative incremental it'll be the differences between sunday and wednesday correct and so okay. what what we used to do back in the day was i would do a monthly full weekly cumulative incrementals and daily incrementals mm -hmm. right so that way even if i'm 28 days into the month, I would only need three backups to get the job yeah. done. Right. Um, the, I, I don't use the term differential. Differential is what a lot of places call a cumulative incremental backup. But again, different products use it to mean different things. So I don't use it. Um, but interestingly enough, what we haven't talked about is backup levels, which is a term that, again, you don't see too much these days. Mm. Have, have yeah. you, are you seeing it anywhere? Very, very rarely do does anyone talk. The only place I've seen levels really is when you're talking like database backups. But you most, know what? That is true, right? Yeah, but most backups software itself no longer talks about the levels, right? It's either fulls or incrementals. I think it was too complicated. Yeah, the basically if to to do to do a full on a weekend and then daily regular incrementals, you would do a zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? Well, seven, and then maybe, um, so then, and again, this is, this is impossible to do without a whiteboard, but if you did, um, a zero followed by all the way up to the five, if you did a one again, following that five, 
you would get all the changes since the zero. Mm. So it was a cumulative incremental, right? Yeah. But what some people would do is they would do this, um, this, there, there's, there was this thing called Towers of Hanoi, which, yep. um, it, it comes like from the, the game. Goes like, doo, 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 doo. Yes. Yes. It's like the thing <laughs> with the game. Yes, the threes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it comes from that game. Um, and so, the and again, I th- this is really don't try to understand this. I'm just putting it out there just for this History. is for the true backup yeah. anoraks. So who's going to listen <laughs> to this? Daniel Rosenhill, we're looking. <laughs> your Daniel Rosehill, we're looking at you. Exactly. So um, let's see. So what I've got here is um, a Towers of Hanoi schedule zero three two five four seven six. And what it does is it is it like every file that's changed ends up on two different um, mm. two different days uh, backups. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that um, way you don't run the risk of if a backup is bad, you've lost the file. Which yeah, could happen exactly. if you just had a full and you never did another incremental again. Yeah. Or sorry, you never did another full again. Yeah. I. I think one thing we forgot to mention, Curtis, though, is the benefits of doing a. We might have talked about it implicitly, but the benefits of doing a cumulative incremental versus a normal incremental when it comes to restores. Well, you know, here's the thing the benefits were much bigger when we were using tape. Hmm. I I think that. As and, and what we're going to discover is that this is why a lot of this has, I think, gone by the wayside is because because when we were using tape, you you grab the full tape, you would grab the cumulative incremental tape, and you would grab any incremental since then. So you've got maximum like eight tapes. If you did a full followed by thirty incrementals, you would um, you would need twenty eight tapes you know, at the end of the month. So this way you only need like a handful of tapes. And what it allowed you to do was it allowed you to do less frequent full backups because it was a, it was an extra cost. You're like, well, by doing a weekly cumulative incremental, I could do a monthly full backup instead of a weekly full backup, thus really reducing how big the backup system needed to be, Mm -hmm. how many tapes I needed to use. Um, And, and by doing that cumulative incremental, it made the restore much, much faster. Yeah. I would argue if you have a decent backup system today and you've got a monthly full and 30 days of incremental or even 60 days of incremental, the difference between restore times, um, depending on yeah. how you store the backup data, shouldn't be as significant as they were back in the day when we were loading tapes because every tape loaded was like two minutes Yeah, just but- to get to the first byte. But I do wonder, though, if when you are doing those restores, depending on what you're restoring, like I could see a file system maybe not being a big deal for doing the 60 days. I'm just wondering, like, database backups, right, to do those incremental restores. Yeah, um, I think that's a val- I think that's a valid yeah. uh, concern, right? This is why, to this day, we still do more frequent Fulls, fulls on yeah. on database backups, right? The that's that's a good point. Um, and since a significant portion of the world is on, is <coughs> is structured data, 
then uh, yeah, that's a really good point, right? So um, the so now we've got a, some different types of. So we're done with the levels. Now we're talking about different types of backups. What about a block level incremental backup? What is that? Block level incremental. Are you referring to like database slash VMs where you're just um, copying the differences in whatever the application block size is rather than yeah. block backing up the entire image or the entire file potentially again? Yeah. So basically this is the difference between, and again, this really only applies if you're looking at things at the block level, which you tend to do at the database, but there are some file systems that are so dense that backing it up at the block level would be faster than backing it up at the, at the file level. Yeah. And so you can do a block level incremental. Basically the, the point is when I'm doing an incremental to a file system, in a file system incremental, I'm backing up the files that have changed since the full. If I'm yep. doing a block level incremental, I'm backing up the blocks that have changed since the full or yep. since the previous byte, right? And then here's something that hopefully you'll know something about, and it's called source side deduplication. This mm -hmm. is another way to do incremental. Yep. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, source side deduplication. So when deduplication appliances came out, um, what you ended up happening is whenever you would do a full, right? You were talking, right, Curtis, about doing weekly fulls, daily incrementals. Every time you did that full, probably 98% of the data was the same. So yeah. on the source, you would read it, you would send it over the network, it would go to your deduplicated appliance, and it would throw away 98% of the data. And so source-side deduplication is instead of sending all of that data to be thrown away on the, on the appliance, you basically split the deduplication algorithm such that you're running some of the processing on the source. So you figure out what is duplicate, usually at a smaller block level or some other uh, granular size, and only send the unique blocks over to the target appliance. And the rest of the data is sort of reconstructed, if you will. There are different methods you could look at, but it's sort of rebuilt because you still need to account for those pieces of data, even though you haven't technically sent the data over the wire. Yeah. So if we think about it, like the only reason ever to do an incremental backup is to save something, save bandwidth, mm -hmm. save CPU time, save storage. And what, you know, what you're talking about is even when you had target site deduplication with like data domain and the like, you, you, um, you save storage, you, you can do full backup every day yep. and you save storage, but you were still using up all that CPU in that network by doing source side duplication and making that decision before you send it, you save CPU time, you save bandwidth, mm -hmm. you save storage, you save all the things, right? Yep. Um, source side dedupe is not as prevalent as target side dedupe. Yep. There's there's only a handful of companies that, that do it, but uh, they are out there. Yeah. Um, and typically it does require more integration into the backup product on yeah. the source in order to take advantage of it. Exactly, right. Uh, for the record, Druva is a source-side deduplication product. So the next thing we talk about here is called synthetic full backups, uh, which is an interesting... I remember when this concept first came out. Again, we're trying to minimize the impact of the backups on the system we're backing up. So the idea was we already have all of the bytes necessary to create a full backup. Why do we need to go get you know, 
we're doing a we're doing an increment. We're doing the next backup, and ninety nine percent of what's on the system we already have on disk somewhere. This mm-hmm. is really a disk thing. Uh, we did it on tape too, but it was a lot more work. Yeah. So we'll go get the 1% that has changed and then we'll create a full backup by copying the stuff we already have and the stuff that we just got. Yep. So we create a synthetic full. Um, have you have you run into those out in the wild? Yeah. No, it's very common, uh, especially when you think about VMware images, mm-hmm. depending on how it's being backed up. A lot of folks would back up a VM as incrementals. And then because, like you said, most of the data is the same, they would sort of synthesize a full image on the target side in order to have that full copy. Therefore, when you need to restore, you have that one image you could pull from. Or what a lot of people start doing is you take that one image and you can now mount it, right, in access it directly, instant access is what some people call it. So you can spin up the VM from your target system and then vMotion it over or whatever else. So you have shorter RTOs than trying to first restore the data before you spin it up. And and there's a couple different ways that you can create a synthetic full. You can either do it by copying, which is what I was talking about before. There's also this concept of virtual synthetic full Mm -hmm. where you can just create one, you know, magically, Right. Yep. Like the, I know that, again, data domain, I know supported that on the back end. Right. That yep. If the backup product could say you have all the bytes you need to make a full, why don't you just put them together yep. and, you know, everything's beautiful. You know what but else does it do? A, what's that? Oracle. When well, you do right. incremental merge. That's right. right? Incremental it, merge creates. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but here's the thing. Wherever we can get rid of full backups, I think we should get rid of full backups, <laughs> right? Because they're yep. just the dumbest thing, right? They're just, they're just, they're, we did them because that's the way we did them and we still do them because that's the way we used to do them. Yep. Uh, so I'm oh. a fan of, go ahead. I So I, I want to be careful, right? Mm-hmm. I think we should get rid of the concept of backing up full copies of data every single time or on some increment. I 100% agree with that statement. Isn't that what I just said? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but, but I don't agree with, but there's still a necessity to have the equivalent of periodic fulls, right? Something that represents a full backup. Now, it could be stored on deduplicated systems to save storage space because most of it's the same. But I'm just saying you don't want to go the route of it's just a full once a year and just incrementals physically stored on disk. So using virtual synthetics or some other mechanism to end up with full copies periodically, I think is beneficial. So I would argue that that's what incremental forever is a true incremental forever system, yeah. right? That basically you, which is what, what I was about to talk about. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and that, you know, the idea is store each backup in such a way so that a, any restore from any backup, you just, the, it's stored in such a way that it looks like a full, yeah. right? And a restore from it behaves like a full. I, I don't think we need to keep making fulls or make yeah. or synthetically creating an occasional full. I think that if you design it from the beginning, so that you do incremental forever and then you store that data in such a way that 
every backup is essentially a full. Yep. From from a way it behaved, the way it behaves during a restore. Yep. Then I think that's as good as it's going to get. Right. I I think that works in the cases of file systems and virtual machines. I do think in the case of yeah. databases, it is a little databases always which is, yeah, which is why that's, I had to caveat yeah. back in, earlier where I was like, wherever we can. Yeah. Right. Um, Just databases yeah, have so many can. nuances with fulls and incrementals and log yeah. archived yeah. redo logs and all the rest that I think, yeah, for everything else, hundred percent agree with you, Curtis. Yeah. Um, and there are there are a handful of products that back up this way that basically have said full backups is so from the tape land, right? <laughs> Except for database backups, right? Um, generally speaking, there are going to be products that have come out in the last 10-ish years, yeah. right? Um, products that have been around for 20 years, they're going to have spent time in the tape land and they're going to have parts of their architecture that are left over from the tape land. I also um, do wonder if some of that is just the people who are managing the systems. It's something that they are used to. And yeah. so change is hard, you know, change is hard. Inertia is something. Yeah, exactly. And I would say like, if you, if you're doing source side dedupe with incremental forever, I think from an efficiency perspective, assuming that the way you store it, everything behaves like a full, from an efficiency perspective, I don't see it. I don't know how it could get any more efficient than that, right? Yeah. You could maybe argue the block level incremental forever where you're just, right? So there, there are like CDP and near CDP systems, mm -hmm. that's continuous data protection, where they're doing block level changes and they're replicating that. That's also quite efficient. It's not source side. It's still, it's still it so I be. would say, yeah. so I'll restate my statement. Either source ID dupe, or block level of replication, and then incremental forever stored in such a way so that everything behaves like a full. Yeah. Um, you know, that includes a handful of products. Yeah. <laughs> One of which is Druva. But, um, you know, there there are other products that behave like that. Like, you know, your old employer, NetApp, right? That mm -hmm. was a block level incremental replication. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw out one... Um, this is going to be one of our shorter episodes, I think. We'll see. We're almost yeah. done. I'm going to throw out one, like, uh, what's the cranky old man comment? Get off my lawn. And that is, this is the archive bit in Windows. I hate the archive bit in Windows. Um, so what is the archive bit? It's a flag on every file that when your backup software backs up the file, it can unset that flag. If the file is new or it changes, the archive bit is set. And then when the flag, uh, when the back, the uh, backup software backs it up, the archive flag is unset. Why? <laughs> this is the old way and it's still the current way. Uh, not looking, this is if you're doing a file system level backup in Windows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so dumb for multiple reasons. The first of which, its name. Archive. It should be the backup bit. Yeah. They called it the archive bit <laughs> anyway. But that's not really. Me. My problem is you can't. If anyone comes along with like 
any because there are a number of like third party tools that can back up your Windows system. If you run a third party tool to create your own backup, like let's say you, you know, a lot some people don't trust the backup system, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you being an admin go and decide to make your own backup and you use something that uses the archive bit, it will clear the archive bit on all the files that have changed since the last full backup. And then when you go when the real backup software comes in, it actually it's won't backup anything until the next full backup. And I that's people my don't real problem it. with it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course people don't notice it. Um, and so I'm going to go back to the story um, that I talked about. I don't know. The, the one about me being kidnapped. Was that in this episode? Was that, that was a previous. Episode? Okay. Well, I hinted at this story from, um, this other from the other episode, but here's the full story because we got time. <laughs> and you know what? If you don't want another old backup story, then you know, thanks for joining and uh, see you next episode. But this is a good story, and it figures in a good buddy of mine, Rob Warman. I know Rob <laughs> listens to the podcast, uh, he figures into this story. So I was at this large, you know, national entertainment company. Mm-hmm. And I was helping them to redesign their backup system. We were doing a massive redesign. And one of the, th- and one of the things, you know, like we pushed them from, you know, weekly fulls to monthly fulls. We, we changed all their multiplexing setting. We changed what the, we changed how the, the schedules were. I mean, we changed everything. Mm-hmm. And we were doing this to, to do massive efficiency change. They were running like, was like 18 tape drives simultaneously. And I told them that that was their problem. They were going to buy uh, two new oh, tape this drives. Oh, this is the sh- when were- you were, you're talking about the shoe shining problem and they were trying to yeah. tape yeah. those too fast for what they need. Yeah. And so they were going to buy two new tape drives and that was going to fix the problem. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's actually going to make it worse. And I explained to them and I'm like, listen, Give me a few weeks and I'll redesign your backup system. It'll cost you less than what those tape drives were going to cost because they were expensive. These were the storage tech tape drives, like mm. the 90, what I can't remember the tape name, tape names. But anyway, um, so we did this and um, and things went really well, comma, but <laughs> so... <laughs> I knew about the archive bit. This is all about the archive bit. I knew about the archive bit. And I knew that if I had, I basically left their parallel backup system. I left their parallel policies. Up and running. I left their existing policies running in parallel. Well, Mm -hmm. I was going to do the regular backups uh, during the day. Um, And something like that. It's been a while. And, but I knew that I would screw them up if I had the archive bit on both systems. So mm-hmm. I used, this was NetBackup. I used a feature of NetBackup that said, okay, don't use the archive bit on this, on this thing. And what I didn't notice or what happened over time, over about two weeks is the arc, the incremental backups got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And they got huge on your new system. And they, on the new system. 
and they got so big that they weren't finishing. By the way, when I got there, they were backing up 28 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So my, my opinion was <laughs> no matter what I was doing, it still wasn't going to be that bad. Um, but backup, but the backups weren't finishing hmm. and I didn't understand. Right. So, so we shut off the old backups. We're like, okay, we're, we're beyond the point of no return. We shut off the old backups. Backups still weren't finishing. And, uh, you know, I was working through different, you know, multiple levels of support. And I actually, at, at one point ended up with my buddy, Rob hmm. and I'm like, dude, I don't understand. And we, you know, we figured out that when that backup doesn't use the archive bit. What it does is, again, this is this is 100 years ago. I don't know what it does today. If it doesn't use the archive bit, it would it would traverse the directory tree, mm-hmm. and then it would, as soon as it encountered a directory that whose modification time had changed, it would back up everything in that directory tree. Okay, including data that, that does it. yeah, including data that hadn't changed. Right. It, it was really inefficient. And so yeah. it tried to add that level of efficiency by working up the, you know, so long story short, the back the incremental backups were, were getting close to full backups. And yeah. yeah. So once we figured that out, we're like, okay, 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 okay. We figured it out. We're going to tell it to use the archive bit now. And, um, and we turned on the arc, we turned on the archive bit feature and it was the same the next day. Right. Okay. Now I look, now I look, and meanwhile, this, this manager, he's looking at me, you know, looking at me over the, you know, <laughs> he's beginning to think I'm a complete moron. And, um, he, um, I said, look, I, you know, we figured it out. This is what, you know, he's like, but it, but it didn't fix the problem. And mm-hmm. that's when I was really talking to Rob. I'm like, I don't understand. And again, I was on the edge here. I would, no one had done what I was doing, yeah. you know? And so, so what we figured out was when you tell NetBackup not to use the archive bit, it doesn't use the archive bit. Now, what that means is that when it backs up a file, it doesn't clear the archive bit, which was the whole point of me using the thing. Yeah. And so that meant that the next we when you turn th- it on, we had to run the we had to run the one backup to clear everything use the archive bit to clear yeah. everything but because we had run one in a long time it was also going to be really long and so then it's like okay tomorrow night it's going to be all better and that's when the boss said okay smarty pants no one's going anywhere <laughs> he was he was really upset at the level of instability and i can understand it being yeah. upset but he was really upset at the level of instability in his mind that I had introduced into his system. Never mind that the new backup system was backing up 50% more data than the old system because I changed the the inclusion factor mm-hmm. and they had they had they had left out a lot of really important data. So it went from 20 terabytes to 30 terabytes. And never mind the fact that we were now creating two copies whereas before he wasn't even getting one copy done. Yeah. So I was feeling pretty good, but all he sees is this chaos. Stability. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, well, nobody's going home until, and literally he just, he stayed with us. I mean, to his credit. Okay. He stayed good. with us. Yeah. And like he ordered pizza and stuff, uh, but he literally wouldn't let us leave. <laughs> like <laughs> I couldn't even say like, well, I kicked off the backups. We're going to go get dinner. Like, hey, ain't nobody going anywhere. <laughs> he's like, he's bathroom? Like, you already had your pizza. bathroom break. 
but we're going to sit here and yeah. And so we were there till pretty late. Um, I don't really remember how late, but I remember like, it was like a whole second day, Mm. you know, like it was, it was a long, 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 long night. And that my friends, that's what happens when you don't understand backup levels. Yep. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Well, I think this is enough torturing people with backup level information. I, I next week, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Next week we're going to talk about metrics. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. I think it's a little more exciting. Yeah. It's backups. Like how exciting could it be? (laughs) Come on, Curtis. What are you talking, telling our audience, our listeners? I don't know what to tell you. You know what? Maybe you're excited. You're as excited about backups as I am. Maybe. To which I say, (laughs) welcome to the party. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, folks. And remember to subscribe so that you can restore it all. (laughs) 